Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Can you call in your shot again? A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars in LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. All three hours is free. You know what that reminded me of, actually? Do you remember when you were mean to Jake? Wait, wait, Jake, don't overreact like this. You're you're better than that. This is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Still down at Danette. Fritzy is out today. Hope he's back with us tomorrow. But McLovin's here. Seaton's here. Paulie's here and yours truly. You can listen. You can watch. Great success. First day on YouTube. Over 100,000 of you watched. And watched for quite a bit of time. And uh, we appreciate that. Taking away the productivity of America. Uh, you can watch and go to youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick show and watch it for free. Also, we encourage you to listen on our great radio affiliates around the country, numbering 362. Poll question, McLovin, from the first hour. If you were Washington Redskins fan, who would you want, Tua or Haskins? Care to take a guess at the results? I'll give you a hint. Tua is winning, but by how much? He's winning by... 80%. Yeah, 83% want two over Haskins. <laughs> yeah. Is that just because he's the next guy? Or? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, you know, two is going to be like his first year. And I was wondering if you if you draft him, do you have him play that first year? Because I, I just want to make sure that I look at this long term, or at least for five years, and make sure that he's healthy enough, that he's confident enough when he goes out on the field. But, you know, the, the, still the buzz. We're waiting for the domino with Tom Brady. And nothing's going to happen. We have two weeks of this speculation, rumor, innuendo. You're not quite sure what's going to happen. And you're starting to get some of the Boston writers and reporters weighing in on this. There there was the national media that consumed this at the Combine. And that's where we had Brady going in a lot of different directions here. I think the Tennessee Titans are a real story here. I really do. I think if I was going to rank where I think Brady could end up, I think it's New England 1, and I think it's uh, Tennessee 2. After that, is it Tampa? I'm reading today that Teddy Bridgewater is high on their list. Is it going to be the Chargers? I'm reading the Chargers could be all in on Jordan Love if they don't do Justin Herbert. What about the Raiders? I'm hearing that the Raiders, if Washington doesn't take Tua at two, that maybe John Gruden would be interested in Tua. 
we're just waiting until Brady happens because when Brady happens, then everything else is going to fall into place. As far as, you know, maybe the Chargers still hold out hope for Brady. That seems to have faded. The Raiders, that seems to have faded. But all it takes is one phone call, one spark, one, you know, text from New England that says, hey, we're not going to match that. Or somebody says, I, I saw what New England's offering. We're offering this. Or I'm hearing this is what they're offering. Hey, they're not going to be retaining those five free agents on defense. Um, you know, what kind of weapons are you going to have in New England? That's what goes on here. You'll get somebody who will tell Brady or Brady's agent, Don Yee, hey, I'm hearing that uh, this team is not going to be doing that. Or why would you consider them because of this? This is what happens in college recruiting. Recruiters will talk negatively about the team that they know they're up against. Hey, that coach, who knows how long he's going to coach for. Man, they got three quarterbacks. Why would you go there? You can come here and start right away. If I'm selling my program, I also probably disparage a couple other programs. So it becomes a little bit more crystallized, a little clearer for you to go, well, of course, that makes the uh, most sense here. Mike Rabel, I don't rule that out as a former teammate. Uh, He's done a great job in Tennessee. Brady coming in there instead of uh, Ryan Tannehill. You still have Derrick Henry. I don't know what they have capped space-wise. I don't know what their defense is ranked, McLovin. But, you know, Tennessee was pretty impressive to do what they did in the postseason. Yeah, I I don't have the rank, but everyone except Kansas City got stumped by their defense. Yeah. Rabel seems like the it coach. Remember, he kind of outsmarted Belichick on that timeout thing. Didn't outsmart him, but he held held the clock up. So he seems like is he maybe the Belichick airplane? Oh, I don't. I, I way too early. Oh, well, yeah. How about win a Super Bowl? How about get to a Super Bowl first? Well, he's better. Look at all the other guys who struggled, though. You know, Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, he has a great chance to be a successful coach. That that's as far as I would go with this. The, the heir apparent to Bill Belichick, I don't think we're going to have the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. Yeah, Paul. If Brady and Giselle go to Nashville, that place will start to get really popular. People start moving there. Mm. People start vacationing yeah. there. Mm. They better watch out. A lot of country stars will move down there. Yeah, it'll get hip and cool. Yeah, Kirk Herb Street will move down. Did you see those tornadoes that went through Nashville? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Scary. A couple people died. Yeah. And I'm reading it, and I, I was – at first I'm thinking, wait a this is Nashville, and uh, I had not heard anything about those tor- two tornadoes that uh, tore through there. It's sad to read. Uh, last night was a funny one in the NBA because the big storyline has been the Milwaukee Bucks going after 70 wins. The Rockets are making their move in the Western Conference. The Mavs with Kristaps Porzingis, man, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. So what happens? The Bucks lose to the Heat. Giannis was shut down by Bam Adebayo, and the Rockets lose to the Knicks. And then the Mavs lost to the Bulls, and Kristaps didn't even play. I know it's silly to overact to uh, one night in the NBA, but look at the Rockets. They're coming off that big win against the Celtics. They got the Clippers coming up next. It's hard to get up every single night in the NBA. And last night we saw the good teams, they have a dip in energy, and that's what it was. But uh, I wouldn't waste a whole lot of time overreacting to this. The teams that are good are good, will continue to be good even if they didn't look like that last night. I was watching the Rockets, and I give the Knicks credit. I mean, the Knicks were the better team last night. They almost blew it. But the Rockets, it felt like there was a dip in energy there. And then the Bama Adebayo did a great job on the Greek Freak. He really did. 
I'm not going to say that he's uh, the uh, Greek freak stopper is kryptonite, but I think uh, Greek freak was 6 of 18 from the floor, season low 13 points, tied for the second worst shooting game of the season for him. He was 1 of 10 with Adebayo as the primary defender, including 0 for 7 on contested shots. Just something to file away if the Heat and Bucks get together in the playoffs. Maybe it's a one-off here. Maybe it's something a little more than that. Yeah, McLovin? You're making me nervous about my Bucks in the, you know, you've said before that Giannis needs that jump shot at some point in the playoffs. Somebody is going to have to be their go-to guy in the playoffs. Guaranteed. And if it's Chris Middleton and he knocks down those shots, great. If it's Bledsoe, great. Somebody at some point is going to have to hit a big shot other than the Greek freak come playoff time. These teams that are built for the regular season, I mean, I laugh. You know, when you see the way the regular season is played and then you get to the postseason, it's completely different because this is just one of 82 games. And, you know, obviously there's coaching strategy and and you prepare for your opponent, but you can only prepare so much because then you're getting ready for another game the next night or two nights, you know, after that. Postseason, now I lock in on you. That's it. I got you for two weeks in a seven-game schedule. And that's where you see some coaching mismatches there. By the way, a couple of new T-shirts on the Dan Patrick uh, Show store website. For the L.A. crowd, a shout-out to Mookie Betts. And another one, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, go to danpatrick.com to check them out. Seton says to me, uh, oh, McLovin's got it on today. Seton goes, uh, do you know what MLB stands for? And I said, Major League Baseball. He he goes, yes, but also Mookie Betts, his middle name is Lynn. MLB. Yeah. So Seton came up with the, uh, he was the creative genius behind MLB. It's appropriate. And that's for Mookie Betts? Yeah, yeah. It's like a take on the, uh, like, Major League Baseball logo. Yeah. But it's got Mookie Betts batting stance in there and then MLB. Yeah. And it got Dodger colors here. Yeah. McLovin, it looks good. Yeah. So that's available on danpatrick.com. We should send Mookie one, just just to be fair. Right? We could do that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then we got St. Patrick's uh, T-shirts. I haven't seen those. Yeah, they are, they're not in studio yet. Oh. They're on the site, but they're not. Uh, they haven't been delivered okay. yet. Okay. Yeah. And if you order them, uh, we'll ship them out to you. And uh, we don't price gouge you. We, we, just, we, we love that you're involved in the show in a variety of ways, whether you're watching, listening. Uh, or buying merch, uh, we appreciate that. We thought that the calendars were all done. We're still getting the Christmas calendars. I thought we were done. That was five months ago that we shipped all of those out, wasn't it? Four months ago, Mario, <laughs> little sad boy, when he comes in and all of a sudden, and you can tell when somebody sent in the DP show calendars, if uh, they're showing the mailroom now, you can't see all of the calendars off to the left there. Oh, those are the ones we were signing those today. Mario walks in, downtrodden. He's got his head hung low. It's like, more calendars. And I always remind him, he's the one who said uh, you know, something about our audience. Nice audience. Nobody's sending any calendars in to get signed. And then all of a sudden, they started to come in. I go, hey, how about that audience there, Mario? 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Yes, McLovin? I was curious if the Lynn was after Fred Lynn uh, for Mookie Lynn Betts. 
And I went down this hole. Apparently, there was a big issue. People were afraid he was named after Mookie Betts. But it turns out his parents were big Mookie Blaylock fans, and they changed Marcus to Mookie as a nickname because of that. But it's not, there's no Fred Lynn connection. I think I'm the only one who would have made that. Wait, you just said that, that he was going to be – they thought he was going to be named after Mookie Betts. So he got to Boston, and everyone's like, wait, this guy is named after uh, Mookie – Wilson. Mookie sorry, Mookie Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, who the Mets player who killed – that was the Buckner player, right? Yes. Mookie Wilson. Yeah. So everyone's like, well, how can you have the best Red Sox player named Mookie when Mookie Wilson uh, sort of dashed the hopes of Red Sox fans at 86? It turned out the nickname was after Mookie Blaylock, not Mookie Wilson. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. But Lynn, Fred Lynn, uh, is Fred yeah. Lynn a popular player these days? Probably not. No. Again, Chantley Todd, yeah. 1980s baseball. <laughs> yeah. Actually, mid-'70s, I think, with, with Fred Lynn. All right, some phone calls here. By the way, I, I like my Dayton Flyers, my alma mater. They're number three in the country. Wild. They're flying too close to the sun. I don't want my Flyers, who are used to being up in the air with the nickname Flyers, I don't want them to be Icarus. And you get too close to the sun. I want them to be a little, I want them to be a sleeper here. Now they're going to be a number two seed. And now I get nervous. Yeah, Paul. Well, why wouldn't it be a one seed if they're in the top four teams in America? Ask Joey Brackett, sir, whoever's doing this. Ah, there you go. Get him. But don't you want that moment in the final four where Jim Nance introduces the Dayton Flyers as famous alum Mm. and they put that graphic on the screen? Nance is going to get you in there. Yeah. Gruden, you? Uh, Chuck Knoll. Oh, boy. Yeah, how many other schools have two coaches who won Super Bowls? I, I don't know what it, what the answer is other than Dayton. I, if it's a lot, do you want, not want me to tell you? No, no, it's not a lot. <laughs> I won't tell you. It's not a lot. You told me not to tell you things, <laughs> Bobby. Yeah. It's just I got John Gruden and I got uh, Chuck Knoll. That's pretty good coaching royalty there. And Jerry Faust. Jerry Faust went to Dayton, I believe. Remember Notre Dame head coach? Yeah. Uh, who else is there? Irma Bombeck, the famous columnist, went there. Uh, Jim Paxson, great basketball player. Yeah, there's been a few. But, yeah, I, I would hope I'm on the short list there if, if Dayton goes to the Final Four that uh, Jim Nance would give me a shout-out. Yeah, McLevin. Did you say, did McVeigh go to Dayton? Is he from Dayton? Sean McVeigh? Sean McVeigh's grandfather coached. Uh, Sean McVeigh wasn't sharp enough to get into Dayton. He had to go to Miami of Ohio. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah the <laughs> Ohio smack talk. So what's the cradle of coaches? That's Miami most... of Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. By the way. I would have loved to have gone to Miami of Ohio. One day on campus, and my head was on a swivel. I was going, I can't keep track of all the beautiful women on this campus. It was it was remarkable. And the only problem, every building is a red brick building there. If somebody says, oh, yeah, go down to the, it's a red brick, brick building. You can't miss it. And then, of course, every building is red brick building there. But uh, Seton's got this problem, too, because his... Not his alma mater, but he was named after Seton Hall. They're eighth in the country, so you're not you're not a sleeper. No, no. And this is where it gets a little bit like I would prefer that Dayton was tenth, with the potential to be, you know, one of the top four teams. It is a lot more comfortable when your team gets in there, and you know they just sneak into the top twenty-five, so you know they're in the tournament. And you're like, all right, this is this is I feel comfortable here. But now when you're looking at it. Being a three seed, I know. Holy crap! I know. This is crazy. 
Yeah, McLovin, you guys have to put them in the final game. You're obligated, right? When we're doing our bracket pulls, like you have, you there's no way you have to put Dayton in Dan and Seton. You have to put Seton. I don't. I, I don't. Seton does. He'll put West Virginia in Seton Hall. You always I always pick if either generous. one of them is in there. I'll pick them to win it. I mean, I would have Dayton going farther than I would normally have them, but I don't want to go. I'm to, I'm going to pencil them in to win the national championship. I have to do my research, McLovin. You just don't go all willy-nilly when you're filling out your brackets. Well, kind of. We all do. That's true. Uh, Seton, who would you pick, West Virginia or Seton Hall, if they played each other before the finals? Uh, Seton Hall, for sure. I've, I've been a lifelong Seton Hall fan. West Virginia has been a little bit of a disappointment this year. I yeah. Think. I don't, are they making the, the... You can kind of say that uh, pretty much every year, though. Yeah. Wait till you get a load of our bracket challenge. We'll give you the details of that coming up. We have our celebrity bracket challenge, and you, the audience, will be able to compete with all the celebrities there in an, an unbelievable uh, prize there for the winner. Be the one member of the audience that we were working on some great things for our bracket challenge. We'll uh, give you a heads up on that uh, as soon as we got all the details for you. Uh, let me see. I mentioned Fritzy's out. Uh, Clippers, Thunder, 76ers, Lakers. Anybody for the 76ers playing? Uh, Embiid. Yes. <laughs> the big stars. Ben Shake Milton. Shake Milton. Over under 20 for Shake Milton against the Lakers. You know, he's been trending over, but, like, it feels like he's one of those guys who the bottom could fall out. Yeah. Remember, we had a guy, Furkan Korkmaz, who had three 30-point games in a row, then went 0 for 9 in his next game or something like that. And he was unbelievable. I remember the summer league, and I go, boy, if that guy gets good, there's a lot of announcers going to be nervous trying to pronounce his name and not screw it up and say another word. Furkin. Uh, there, on the game on the Clippers-Sixers game, Van Gundy and Jackson were saying, there are so many guys who could score 30 points in an NBA game that you don't even know, but they can't do it consistently. So you can have a shake, Milton. Is that, does that ring true? That you can know, There's a lot of guys who could score in the NBA. It's just they can't do it a lot. Yeah, I guess that they, I could see that. Did you know the Celtics have three players averaging at least 20 points this year? Because you've got Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Jalen Brown. Now, it's happened before uh, with the Boston Celtics, but you probably couldn't guess the players who uh, were the, the three players on the Celtics. So this is the second time in franchise history. Now, right now, they're, they're, they're averaging over. Uh, Tatum is averaging 23 and a half. Uh, Jalen Brown, 20.4. Kemba is 21.8. This happened um, 1966, Boston Celtics. Anybody want to take a crack at the Celtics of 1966? Yes, we love it. I'll take a guess. Uh, Russell, no. Heinz, and JoJo. No, no. None of those? I Sam Jones? Sam Jones was the leading scorer. The third one? Bailey Howell. Bailey? Tip of my tongue. He averaged right at 20 points. Bailey Howell. Bailey? George Bailey? I thought you were going to say Bird Mikhail Paris. I thought that was... <laughs> my It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. George Bailey? Bailey? George Bailey? I can only I can only mimic a couple of lines like President Reagan, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But that's it. If they go, give me some more. 
Mr. Gordon. <laughs> yeah, don't say something else. Yeah, do another Spanish. One. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Sometimes it's just you know the Jimmy Stewart with uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," where he gives that Mary, Mary is that yo? And then that's it. Give me another Jimmy Stewart line. I don't know. There is one in um, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Is that uh, the one where he he uh, filibusters for a day or two? That one. I was watching that the other. My wife loves these old movies, like Turner classic movies. And she'll go, oh, have you ever seen this? Arsenic and Old Lace? And I'll go, no. She goes, oh, my God. It, there are all these movies I have not seen. And she'll be like, I can't believe you have it. How have you not seen this? I go, I don't know. I, <laughs> I just didn't think about watching these old movies. But, it, you know, it'd be like, oh, Cary Grant. And I go, all right, big deal. I like Jimmy Stewart. He's kind of the same guy in every movie. He is. He's Jimmy Stewart. Looking out the back of this window. <laughs> and I'm and I'm and, and I'm not I'm not leaving here and, uh, until you hear me. I'm I got, not, a, got I'm a broken not. leg, you see. By the way, Grace Kelly in rear window. Oh Ooh. boy, all timer Grace, Grace Kelly. Kelly, spectacular. First ballot. Yeah, yeah, great. I got to get a line from uh, Mr. Smith, so then I can try to imitate that. But there's one where he stands up. And he's a mess. He's disheveled, and he's barely able to stand up, and uh, he's filibustering. So I don't know what that line is. Sounds like the most boring movie of all time, by the way. Well, I, well, it's not. It's a great movie. Yeah, I don't. Yes, McLeod, you look puzzled. I've actually never seen that one. Is it? Is it good, Mr. Smith? It's a. I might have won the Academy Award. I don't Probably. know. It's pretty, pretty impressive. You ever seen uh, Who Shot Liberty Valance? No. Oh, yeah. People love that one. I've seen like half of it. There's so many black and white movies I have not seen. And and my wife is incredulous. She can't imagine that I've somehow lived this life that I've lived, and I haven't seen some of these movies. That's like us with you and Goodfellas. Yeah, but I, I, I am not big on the mob. You know? Just not. Yeah, but Goodfellas. It's a little too close to home. The funny thing is you see more movies than any of us right now, and you just had a window of your life where you didn't watch any movies, it seems like. Well, yeah, but that was before I was born, so I didn't go, boy, I got to watch. I watched Gunga Din, and I went, what's the big deal about Gunga Din? Huh? Citizen Kane. All right. Rosebud, get along. All right, we'll take a break. Chris Sims will join us uh, coming up. Phone calls are welcome, and uh, we'll update the poll results from the first hour. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. At Elixinol, our mission is simple. Improve the quality of people's lives through the power of cannabinoids like CBD. Yes, it is a tall order, but we have the knowledge and experience to deliver. We embarked on this journey decades ago, and for the past five years, we've focused our efforts on the science, research, and development of world-class CBD products. Every day, more athletes are adopting CBD as part of their pre- and post-workout routines. That's why Elixinol, the number one most recommended brand of CBD, created their new sports gel. 
a custom blend of USA-grown broad-spectrum CBD, arnica, capsaicin, and complementary essential oils that's the perfect post-workout refresher. With no detectable amount of THC, broad-spectrum CBD provides the benefits of the whole hemp plant without the risk of THC. All of these powerhouse ingredients are formulated in a unique gel format that absorbs quickly, leaving no greasy residue. Get back what the day takes out with CBD sports gel from Elixinol. Want to try sports gel for yourself? Head over to elixinol.com, that's E-L-I-X-I-N-O-L.com, and use the code PATRICK20 at checkout to receive 20% off sports gel today. Elixinol CBD. It's kind of amazing. Talk to Chris Sims from Pro Football Talk Live. He'll join us here in a moment. A couple of uh, phone calls. Uh, Hunter in North Carolina. Hey, Hunter, what's on your mind? Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Good, sir. Uh, I was just on to uh, talk about the Tua. All to talk about that and the Redskins. All right. So with the Tua just climbing, at the medical clearance, it's only going to get more hype. And if the Lions really want them, the Redskins could trade back one spot, still get Chase Young and another draft pick, and Rivera can build his team off that. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know what Detroit's going to do. It feels like they take such a cap hit if they got rid of Matthew Stafford. I understand if you could move on from Stafford if you were going to draft Tua, because it goes back to how many times does a high-paid quarterback, the highest-paid quarterback, win a Super Bowl? I don't know if it's ever happened. Uh, McLovin, you can look at that. But, you know, you spend all of this money, and you, you end up, you know, your team loses some of its stars. This will happen to Kansas City. So Tom Brady's never been the highest paid when all those Super Bowl years. I don't think he has. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Let's bring in uh, Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live, joining us on the program. How are you, Chris? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Long time no talk. Hope everybody's good back there. Danettes, what's up, dudes? How are you? How was Indianapolis? It was – I've had better. Um, I always enjoy going to the Combine, you know, seeing friends and getting to see these guys in person as far as the uh, the draftees. But I got really sick there, like to where I threw up on my first segment of the show on Wednesday morning. I had to leave the set, uh, and I was pretty much throwing up for the next 10 hours after that. So I've had better trips to the Combine, that's for sure. You were on the set with Florio throwing up. Yes, I had been throwing up all night long, you know, I, now, okay, it's probably I've thrown up five, six times, I, I'm, I get up to do the show, I threw up one more time leaving the hotel, you know, you throw up, you think, oh, okay, maybe that's the last one, I feel pretty good, okay, let me suck it up and see if I can go do the show, I got to the show, I was thirsty as hell, chugged the blue Gatorade, did the first segment, and the last minute of the segment, I was about to pop, and I had to walk off, and uh, of course, found a trash can and let it all out. Well, you got to go ginger ale. You can't do blue Gatorade. Nice Gatorade plug there, by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, trust me, I wasn't. You're right. I, I, I went to ginger ale right after. It didn't matter what I did at that point, okay? It could have been holy water. It wasn't going to stay down. It was coming back up. Guys still throw up before games when they play? Uh, yes, they do. I don't know how many do. I was kind of that guy a little bit, especially early on in my career. I was the kind of guy that um, if it was an away game, I might pull the trigger a little bit in the in my hotel room before I leave for the game because my stomach's just unsettled and I just feel butterflies and, okay, let me stick my finger down the throat and just get this out so I feel calmed down. And I, I just certainly did that a few times uh, early on in my career. Uh, we're talking to Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host with Mike Florio and NBC Sports. What are you looking for with quarterbacks at the Combine? Um, 
I think the biggest thing is, you know, just talents or things that I can look at, either talents or major flaws that can pop out. Flaws to where you go, ooh, okay, wait, now let me go watch the film and see if this is a, a reoccurring theme on film. And kind of the same thing, I think, for, you know, the positive aspect of that, too. How easily can they do difficult type things? You know, that's the thing that I think that jumped out to me at Justin Herbert. You know, okay, yeah, it was a great, it was a great combine as far as the physical attributes, vertical running, all of that. But the thing that really like opened my eyes is he just made a few throws during that workout that are, you know, high degree throws, and he can make it, he makes it look easy. Whether it was go routes down the left sidelines or the post corner route, I mean, he just threw a few balls that to me where I went, wow, that looks like you know he's only giving about ninety percent effort and he's making a throw where everybody else would be like crying as hard as they can to make or fit that throw in there or throw that throw the way he did. So I guess those are the things. Special elite traits is what you look for. And then does that match up on film to where you go, okay, this guy's elite traits we saw at the workout also translate on the football field. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. I don't get too hyped up about the combine because I want to see what you do on a football field. And, And that should be the litmus test. But What happens is, and you're seeing this with Jordan Love now, where people are going, oh, he's another Patrick Mahomes here. Somebody is going to go all in on Jordan Love that will probably surprise some people. It's it's what we don't know. I go back to Deshaun Watson. He's the great, you know, case study here. He did everything right in front of you, and that wasn't good enough for people. And they wanted to have Mitchell Trubisky, who didn't do everything right in front of us. Or Daniel Jones didn't do everything right in front of us. The guy who did everything, and then you go, yeah. You know, but this guy over here has got a whole lot of potential. Maybe Jordan Love is going to be great. It almost seems like we talk ourselves into something because of that word potential. Well, I, th- I think you're right. I think that goes on every year. You know, you, you do hear that. There's no doubt about that. And people get lost in evaluating the wrong things. And that's where sometimes you do, you do get busts at certain positions because somebody, some evaluator got fascinated with something and you go, oh, that's great, but that doesn't necessarily translate to being a good player. You know, Jordan Love, you're right. I mean, is a love affair right now a little much for me? Yes. Some of the, you know, the words and comparisons I'm hearing thrown around, yeah, it's a little much. Now, Jordan Jordan Love, though, I will say, and I'm a little behind on my film here, Dan, just so I haven't done deep dive yet here. I'm going to start with the quarterbacks today. But, you know, he certainly deserves to be in that conversation with the Joe Burrow and Tua and Justin Herbert. I think he is there in that class of player. Uh, Right now in my TV scouting, I'd say he's fourth out of that group. Uh, But I hear you. Everyone right now is trying to say Patrick Mahomes. And come on, that's not – I've seen enough of Jordan Love. Like, let's stop. I saw Patrick Mahomes – four throws, and I went, whoa, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody make that throw in my life. That was the kind of things I saw from Patrick Mahomes. Jordan Love, I see a lot of good. I certainly see potential, nice throwing motion, strong arm, all those things. But, come on, Mahomes is, like, right now on the trajectory to be, like, the greatest single talent we've ever seen in the sport. If you were Ron Rivera and you had the opportunity to take Tua, let's say the medicals check out. Right. Would you take him or would you just – uh, stand pat with Chase Young. Yeah, well, the, the, you know, you, you, Chase Young is a once-in-a-lifetime, not once-in-a-lifetime, but once every five, six, 
seven years type talent. Yeah, but so was edge. Bosa, so was Clowney, so was the other Bosa. I mean, it feels well, like once I in know. a lifetime has happened a couple times in the lifetime. Well, you're right, but you know, again, we saw Bosa this year. Who's yeah, he was picked to be that guy, and he, you know, he's already in the conversation for one of the best defensive players in football. You know, same with Jadeveon Clowney. It's the same thing. It's phenomenal. Now, you're right. I get it. Now, Tua, as much as I love him, and he's a fellow lefty quarterback, and all those things, he scares the hell out of me. He does. You know, and nothing to do with the play. The play, and again, I haven't studied, but from what I saw on TV, I know that's going to check out. I know he's a smart guy. I know he's got a strong arm. He's got great feel. You know, he's a leader. He's got charisma. He's got all the things you want as a quarterback. But, you know, having seen the guy in person a few times, he's not a very big guy. No. He plays a little bit of a dangerous style of football. He does already have an injury history. And that scares me. And it just scares me. What about a left-handed quarterback, Chris? You're a fellow left-handed quarterback. But we had a caller saying, you know, you can't be successful with a left-handed quarterback. And I started rattling off successful left-handed quarterbacks here. Is the yeah. offense still geared to be a right-handed offense? Well, yes, it is. Most most offenses are, but it's not like a huge, you know, John Gruden, did, was I a pain in his butt that I was lefty? You know, he'd call a play and go, oh, wait, I got to call it the other way. You're a freaking lefty. <laughs> oh, you're talking, you're driving me crazy. You're freaking gay. You know, he'd go off on me that way, right? But that, that's that's uh, that, that's not a huge problem. I mean, to call the bootleg to the left side as compared to the right side is not going to be a, some mind-blowing experiment. Will it take receivers a few days to get used to the ball spin? the other way and kind of falling a different way on the deep ball as it falls out of the sky, it goes another way. Yes, uh, but you know, the Redskins, it's interesting they're all together because I know, you know, I, I, is the Tua thing real? Is it more of a smoke screen to get people to trade up for him? Is it really being used as a motivational tactic for Dwayne Haskins? You know, that's the one thing, you know, Ron Rivera has said from the start is he wants to see Dwayne work harder and be here. And, you know, he's kind of made those comments because there was a lot of rumors coming out of Washington last year that Dwayne Haskins was lazy. And I know the year ended up good and he started to play really well, but I'm sure what, what people in Washington saw early on in the year and everything was concerning. And I'm sure people have told Ron Rivera that and you know the quarterback can never have the lazy connotation you know next to his name and I don't know if that's true or not but I know I've been told that I know other people have been told that too by people around that organization and I think that's probably what they're doing more than anything is driving up a little trade interest and scaring their young quarterback to you know get in gear and get ready to go uh what would be important for you if you're Tom Brady right now um, winning team. That's all I'd worry about. Well, I mean, uh, that's that's where I just go. I think the list is it's got to be short, and I don't even know where the list is, you know. But I, I I just he's not like I don't he's not going to the Giants. He's not going to a rebuild. Tom Brady, you know, he's not, he's not going to the Raiders in my opinion either. And just what you know? Oh, like hey, I'll come out there, guys, and we'll rebuild this year, and then when I'm 44, we'll make our Super Bowl run. Like I just don't see it that way. You know, that's why I do think the Tennessee Titans are real. You know, the more and more I hear everybody start talking about this 49er thing, 
the, the more and more I think, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. When people like Deion Sanders and Mike Florio and Peter King keep putting it together, that to me means there might be something more there than we know already. So it's going to be in a spot, to me, where he can go in and they can win right away. It's not about money, what I've been told. Brady's not like going to ask for $30 million a year. I've been told it's going to be somewhere in the numbers around $20 million. But it's going to be, I think, a place where he knows he can win, it can improve his legacy, he can show he wins the Super Bowl without Bill Belichick and, you know, you know, puts it up his butt that way and says, hey, I'm the man too and all of that. So I really think that's the thing that's going to drive this home. Do you want to get in on the bet that Paulie has with the ESPN reporter Jeff uh, Darlington? Paulie says uh, Brady stays in New England, and they put up $500 for the V Foundation. Wow, that's a good one. Ooh. Um, what side you, you know, what side you on? Okay, I'll, I'll jump in on that bet, and I'm going to stay with. I'm going with my man Paulie Bag of Donuts. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going with him. I am right now. Even though I think it's close, it's like 55-45 or 60-40, I think he will go back to New England. I just think ultimately he's going to go, you know, okay, am I going to uproot my family, move? Okay, that's not, that's not that great. This will be, it, this will be the hardest offseason in his career since his rookie year. Does he really want to tackle that and then try to implement kind of a new culture in the locker room and do all that stuff too? I mean, that's exhausting, that stuff. Learning a new playbook, being all over it the way he is the New England playbook. You know, that's just not easy. And I just think with Josh McDaniels back, I think New England will get some weapons around him this year to give him more of a fighting chance at the quarterback position yeah i'm, I'm gonna bet he stays in new england chris good to talk to you come visit us when you uh make your uh dispensary visit i will i will i'm due to make one soon so you guys let me know or whenever you want me and i'll try <laughs> to uh, plan all that out that would be great love to have you that's uh, all right guys chris sims pro football live co-host we'll take a break we'll get the phone calls coming up reggie miller will join us coming up next hour we're back after this on the dan patrick show Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, It's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. We were just watching the Cubs spring training game. Anthony Rizzo was mic'd up and going to the plate, and he's talking to the announcers on ESPN about what he's looking for. He said, I'm going to do the math here. So he's at the plate in real time facing the pitcher, and he's talking about what he's expecting. He says, you know, haven't seen a fastball. I'm expecting a fastball. In fact, uh, we'll play that. Here's what it sounded like yesterday. You know, give me just one second. Oh, okay. All right, so. One second, please, and I will play that to you. Hey, do you want to hear what Anthony Rizzo sounded like yesterday? Oh, yeah. I'm doing some math in my head. What are you going to throw? What do you got? I have no idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wish I knew. Someone banged for me. Somebody banged for me a shot at the Astros. Oh, dear. <laughs> he knows he's mic'd up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, take your shot. Well, that's good. Can you imagine if you had that with some of the star players up there? Even if it's not a star player, letting you know what you're thinking when you're up there. Now, if it's a real game and the catcher's there and you're going, you know, I'm going to, I think he's going to throw me a hook here. If you're the catcher, you know, it'd be hard to change the sign if he's saying it right before he delivers the pitch. But if, did you see where Trevor Bauer was telling the opposition what pitch was coming? That's not a good strategy for a pitcher. Well, he was just trying to make a point, I guess. I mean, Trevor Bauer is, he tries to make a lot of points there. I thought it was entertaining that it was like, hey, you don't have to steal our signs. I'm going to tell you what I'm throwing there. I don't think you'll do that during the regular season. What was the logic behind that? Yeah, Paul. Trevor Bauer's ERA the second half of the season was 6.39 last year. Maybe he was doing it all summer. Mm. Well, well, maybe he's thinking they hit me when they didn't know what was coming. Maybe if I tell them what's coming, I got a better chance here. But I don't know what his logic was unless he was just trying to make the point of, you know, you can't steal our signs because I'm not going to let you. I'm going to tell you what's coming there. Did you have that, McLovin? Did you see anything on him? Uh, I thought he was just making a point oh, okay. about the Astros drawing attention, yeah. as he's been doing all along. Yeah. yeah. thought it was interesting. I, I don't know. You know, people are uh, looking at the Astros situation saying, is it going to go away? And I think every town they go into, every city they go into, it's going to be, it'll start again. And, you know, it depends on who they're facing. But if you're going into New York, you're going into Chicago, you're going into L.A., it feels like those markets are going to want a piece of you. And if you go to these other smaller markets, you go into Oakland, that's going to be strange. If Mike Fires is pitching against the Astros in Oakland or in Houston, that would be interesting since he was the whistleblower there. But I don't think the Astros situation is going to go away anytime soon. But I don't know when the commissioner comes out to say, if somebody throws at one of these guys, you're gone for X number of games, which would be strange that the people throwing at the cheaters are going to get more punishment than those who cheated. Yeah, Paul. I brought this up a while ago. Would you consider, again, trading Altuve to get rid of that? You know, Because he is the face of it more than any player on that team. No, they said he didn't do it. He's, he's the Lance Armstrong of his sport. No, they, they said he didn't do it. Like his teammates said that he didn't want to know the pitches, whether that's true or not. But I, I don't know trading him. It feels like there are other players that may have been a lot more in on that than, than him. And you got Altuve for five more years. Yes, McLevin. I mean, I think Altuve is such an interesting player because the strike zone is just so small and yeah. it's so strong for someone that height that even if he didn't tip the pitches, he's hard to get out. Yeah. Right? By the way, I was ready to jump on the Yankees as my B team in baseball. Mm. What's going on there? I keep hearing these negative things. Is Garrett Cole going to be pitching in April? I didn't even hear that. I thought that there was a report. Somebody is missing the first month of the season. I got Giancarlo Stanton, who, of course, would have hit 80 home runs had he known what the pitches were. It would help if he stayed healthy. Judges. Aaron Judge, Judge is never good news. Yeah. But Giancarlo Stanton is one of those contracts that you're going to eat and eat and eat, and it is not good. Not good at all. What was that, a 10-year deal? God. 
They only really have like seven and a half more years. Yeah, left. yeah. <laughs> they just got Jacoby Ellsbury off the books, and now you got that albatross. Oh my God! Yes. At the end of the day, does it all really matter to the Yankees? Yeah, they don't care. Maybe not. Maybe not. But oh man, when they signed that deal, I went, oh God. Like, doesn't anybody learn their lesson? No, they never do. They're like, we're going to give you 10 years. And you go, no, don't give him 10 years. No, no. Yeah, McLovin. I'm still okay with Bryce Harper because he was 26 when he signed or 27. So he'll have the meat of his contract. By the time it's over, he'll be like the 100th highest player. It might. I mean, they they could turn out to get a bargain with Bryce Harper. They could. Of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Will the Angels get a bargain with Mike Trout? See, Philly's got a better chance of winning the World Series, at least getting to a World Series, than the Angels do. And, and maybe that doesn't justify Bryce Harper's contract or, you know, do a disservice to Mike Trout's contract, but it is about winning. And, I, you know, I don't know how you get that money back with Mike Trout. Because they got, they got a few contracts there, and you got to play playoff baseball. And if, and if you're playing at a high quality, you know, high level, then people will tune in to watch your 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 product locally. But you got to get to the postseason. Yeah, McClough. Did you guys see the viral video of Mike Trout hitting a golf yeah. ball top golf? You're a golfer, did that seemed pretty far to me? I don't know. I don't know what they measure it by. That's what I was curious. He hit it over the net, but it looked like he he hit it 400 yards. He looked like one of those long drive guys. When I first saw the video, I go, oh, it's a long drive. That's Mike Trout. Oh, that's a long drive. I don't know what his handicap is. He might be one of those guys that hits it 400 yards, and then he's not any good around the green. Reggie Aloysius Miller Jr. the third will join us coming up. Dan Patrick. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.